Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm really pleased to be joined by Brian Dress today. So a big welcome to you, Brian, and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Tony. It's great to be here with you and your audience. You're more than welcome. Brian is the Director of Research at Left Brain Investment Research in Chicago. So Brian, please tell us more about you, the work that you do at Left Brain, including your passion for financial education and investing. There's one other thing I probably would like to hear more about as well is how you as a firm create, build and preserve wealth for you in for your clients and their families and whatever strategies that you use. So. Sure. That's a, that's a lot to cover, but yeah, uh, okay. no, no. so I've been in the investment business for a little over 15 years. I started as a trader over at the Chicago board of trade. So I did that for over a decade and then made the transition over to long-term investing around 2018. And so I joined left brain at that time. And uh, joined as an analyst with Left Brain and have moved up to the director of research. And I'm also an advisor now with the wealth management business. And we have a, a passionate Left Brain, and that's for educating the, the investing public. And that's for, you know, the people that work with us, our clients, and also the broader investing public. And we have a little bit of a different uh, take on investing. You know, there's a lot of passive investing out there. And we're a wealth management a company that focuses almost um, exclusively on investments and security selection. And so I would say that's our calling card and I'm happy to talk more about that as we go through. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I think there's always an argument uh, between passive and active. I'm a fan of both actually. So it's matching the right strategy for the individual circumstances and obviously their approach and what they come to with as well. So how do you, when you first obviously see a client, a new client, for example, what is the approach that you take to, to understand what they are looking for and obviously what is the best strategy to adopt for them? So we have an investor questionnaire that we begin with any prospective client um, yeah. and that just gives us sort of an, an idea of their risk tolerance and their, their attitudes towards risk. And then we just use that as a starting point. So, you know, risk tolerance, there's two two components of that. That's willingness to take risk and ability to take risk. And, you know, what happens a lot of times is people who are not very well versed in in finance and investments, you know, their tolerance for risk and their willingness to take risk kind of diverges from their ability to take risk. And so, you know, it begins with education right off the bat, which, which is, you know, we understand sort of your attitudes towards risk. But the reality is you have the ability to take more risk than maybe you you think or you might have conceived of to begin with. And so it all begins with education. And then in educating them in the way that we pursue investments. I would say on the average, we're a little bit more aggressive than most wealth managers, both in terms of asset selection and the security selection. So 
where a lot of a lot of companies will have their their people in 60 40 portfolios 60 yep. percent stocks and 40 yep. percent bonds you know we're we're going to be a little bit more aggressive I and mean, of course that that matter what matters is you know their situation it really does dictate exactly how we go but i would say on average we're going to be a little bit more aggressive than most and the reason that we're able to do that is that we have uh, such a strong research presence a group of five analysts and so you know we're not just getting in the market and hoping for the best yeah you know we're watching the positions that we take and and keeping an eye and so that allows us to keep concentrated positions as well you know we're not the biggest fans of diversification we're willing to take on a position you know that starts maybe two to four percent but might grow into almost ten percent but as long as we have our finger on the pulse of of that situation in that business yeah um, we're happy to keep that that allocation and not really worry about rebalancing like a lot of others would you certainly seem to be back in the trend certainly in terms of what we would do in the uk diversification is obviously key for us or the strategies that we adopt certainly in the uk so it's interesting to see how you specialize and have a more aggressive stance in the in obviously your firm so it's i'm assuming then in terms of performance then the performance obviously justifies more of aggressive stance that you take it sure does and uh, you know we again i take we take a, a novel approach to this business we see a lot of advisors out there that are you know, passively managing and what are they really providing to their clients? In a lot of cases, it's just, you know, taking on a fee to put their clients in a number of mutual funds. And, you know, from a business point of view, we run completely the other way from that because, you know, from our point of view, how are we going to be able to charge a premium fee if we don't provide that premium service? And so, you know, we do all the financial planning that any other advisory firm would do but we really try to differentiate by doing this, this active management, which is, has a foundation in research and a rigorous process. It's an argument which is growing uh, very much in the UK where exactly the, the points that you've raised where it's, it's, uh, it's a question of advisors charging fees for a, a passive approach where many clients you could argue that they don't need an advisor in the mix uh, when they're in the accumulation stage if you're using passives because obviously there's lots of portfolios out there that you can use and self-select and you don't necessarily need an advisor but again going back to the point that you made is where we are different in terms of wealth management is that the financial planet is where that adds the extra if you like benefits uh, to the client but you are in a position where you are able to do both in left brain. So you've got a different strategy in terms of the investment side, but you're also marrying that up with the, the financial planning aspect as well. So, Of course, you know, that's the core of what people are asking us to do as advisors is to, you know, plan their financial life going forward into retirement, you know, and paying for education and leaving something to their, to their heirs. Um, and that's what we're really interested in doing. You know, and they're, they're basically, it's a simple equation for uh, wealth management. You know, it's how much can you uh, save? Yeah. It's what are your goals? And then what can you generate in the investment returns? Uh, and kind of like how we've talked about a little bit before here, we really focus on that investment part because 
you know, doing some research and doing some calculations, you'll quickly come to realize over a long term, <clears throat> you know, 20, 30, 40, or 50 years of an investment life, if you can just generate, you know, two, three, or 4% more per year, it's just incredible what the power of compounding does to really make those returns more exponential over that time frame. And so that's the why for us, you know, if we can just find a way to be incrementally better than our, than our competition, we can help our clients really achieve something special. And so that's why we spend so much time, energy, and resources on investment selection and investment research. It's something that the general public don't always understand the power of compounding. You know, it's often been described as the, the eighth wonder of the world and you, know, you and I understand that fully. But as you say, that compound effect over a long period, which most people invest for in reality, very few people invest for any short time. And it's usually, you know, or often 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years even. I've got clients since I first started nearly 35 years ago, and they are still invested. So people's investment journey lasts a long time. And as you say, if you can either get slightly better returns than anybody else, or you are able to have, should we say, lower charges without compromising performance, then it makes a huge difference as the years go by in terms of how that money grows. Right. And again, like I said, from the business point of view, we, we worry about other advisors and that's why we have this investment research service because yeah. we're trying to teach advisors there's a different way to do this, you know, rather than trying to just index and, and go along, you know, conservatively, if you can find a way and it takes some, takes some effort and resources, but if you can find to find a way to be more active and as well as long-term oriented as well, we're not talking about in and out trading. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about long-term investing in world-class businesses, but you know, you've been in the business a long time. You understand if you can find just two, three or four tremendous businesses and just ride those, for 20 or 30 years that's really all you need to do yeah no absolutely so are you looking for when you're choosing investments are you looking uh, at a particular sector or a size of company or are you looking at the, the the fundamentals in terms of how that what a business looks like and what potential is so we're fundamentally oriented okay and so we're a bottom-up firm yeah I've said before, we're a bottoms up firm. It's a little bit of a different connotation. <laughs> no, so we're fundamental. It does lead us to certain sectors at certain times, but we are generalists. But we're looking for a certain, I'd say five or six characteristics in whatever we're looking for. Of course, stock performance is important, but what really wins out in the long run is, is world-class businesses. Okay. And so we're very growth oriented. And so I just want to share a few of the characteristics that we look yeah, for. Yeah, that's fine. I was going to ask you that question anyway, so please do. Sure. So the most important thing, especially in growth stocks, is, is the trajectory of sales growth or what we call revenue growth. Yeah. And what we try to coach our analysts to, t to tell us about when they look at a company, when they research a company, is if they see an accelerating revenue growth trend. That's the most important number one factor we're looking for. So if you see, of course, we want to see growth in the 30s or 40%. But if you see it going up over the last three years, 
you're seeing something really playing out, a thesis playing out in the marketplace uh, that tells you this is a business on the rise. So that's number one for us. And then along with that, you know, in, in 2000, a lot of people lost out on growth stocks and, and in internet stocks because these companies didn't have a profitability trajectory at all. Yeah. And so we're looking for some sort of a risk management tool in terms of growth stocks, because there are stocks that are growing in the 50s or 60s, but losing a ton of money. Yeah. And we tend to shy away from those for the most part. So we're looking for a company that's profitable on some metric. So we have three or four metrics that we look at, you know, EBITDA or free cash flow. So we're looking for that to be the case, or at least a trajectory toward that. So that's sort of our risk management. And then more broadly, we're looking for category defining companies or category killers. So a lot of the times in growth stocks, you're looking at companies that are, you know, challenging the status quo. So, you know, in the technological space, you'll see a lot of companies that are trying to compete with an Oracle or an IBM or somebody along those lines. And so we're looking for companies that are trying to disrupt the existing order and create something completely new. And that's something we really love. And again, kind of along those lines is benign competition. We want to be in, in growing markets where there are fewer competitors. So it just gives us many more ways to win. And then the final characteristic, and I think after sales growth, this is the second most important, is management. We love companies that are run by founders, founder CEOs. And there are a number of reasons for that. The first is they understand the DNA of the company. And so they're going to run the company with a visionary concept, more so than sort of these professional manager CEO types. So that's the first reason. And the second reason is it's the alignment of interests. Yeah. What you'll notice is yeah. with founder CEOs, they tend to have the lion's share, if not all of their wealth in that stock alongside with you as an investor. And so that gives us you know, all the more confidence that, that that company is going to do right by shareholders because the number one shareholder often is that, that CEO or founder. So those five characteristics really are kind of a through line between all the stocks that we choose. And then kind of want to give you a little bit of a sense. Like I said, we're not sector uh, focused necessarily uh, by design, but in the, in the case of growth stocks, you'll see a lot of, you know, the technology IT communication services companies in our book, because they're the, they're the ones that fulfill these criteria more than any other. Okay. So I'm assuming based on that, then asset allocation plays less of a part for you guys. To a degree. Like we say, it's different for every client. And, you know, of course, as, as clients get older, uh, they tend to need more income. Yeah. And so we're actually active selectors on that side too. So if we have a bond allocation for, uh, for a client, we don't usually put them in bond funds. We do select individual bonds. I mean, we tend to work more in the high yield space, um, especially now with interest rates as low as they are. That's where we really need to look to find yield. And again, our risk management process is our, is our research process. So we need to know, we need to have visibility and understanding of how a company is operating. And, and in the high yield bond space, these companies are usually turnaround candidates. And yeah. so we really want to know the, the story uh, inside and out before we put, you know, clients into individual bonds. Because one individual bond might be three, four or 5% of their bond portfolio. So a default would be very very injurious to them. So 
it's important for us to use that discipline of our research process to drive things. And then one more thing I'll say on that is, again, with interest rates as low as they are, the bond opportunities have been uh, diminishing relative to what they have been yeah. in the past. Yeah. And so we're starting to look more toward what we call bond-like equities, which are yeah. uh, stocks that pay dividends or cash flows out to investors on a, on a time frame yeah. where, we're, where we feel comfortable with the cash flow that, that drives that. I and mean, we feel safe with those dividends. So we're looking for income securities more broadly now than just bonds. Yeah, it's a trend I'm seeing more in the UK too. So in terms of the portfolio that you will construct for your clients, what's the sort of numbers of holdings would you have in there? Would you have you know, a relatively narrow range or would you have, you know, what, what, how many holdings would you have in a portfolio typically? So we we definitely express that thesis of active selection. So we don't want to be closet indexers. We don't want to have a hundred or 200 stocks and then really sort of whittle away the edge of choosing securities. And so what we have, we have something called the long-term growth model, which is kind of the basic portfolio that we use. And then we of course customize it, you know, for each client. But for the most part, we're going to hold anywhere between 30 and 40 stocks. Okay. And, from my point of view, and especially folks that are in the accumulation phase of life, yeah. so in their 30s, 40s, we really don't like to sell stock yeah. unless there's one of two things happen. Our business case thesis changes. So we you know, read a couple of conference calls and, and something's changed. Or we're, we may sell if a, a better opportunity comes along. So there's a limited capacity in there for you know, 30 to 40 stocks. We find new opportunities every month. Yeah. So we're always sort of reevaluating the co- the companies that we would say kind of are in the bottom of that thirty. So, but in in terms of turnover, it's fairly minimal. Yeah. Well, again, that's that's having, if you like, the strength and belief in your strategies and obviously how you select uh, stock. So, why would you, you know, hold them for a short term? If you fully believe in that firm that you are, or the holding or the stock that you're buying uh, for the long term, it's going to be in the odd one that something comes out of the woodwork that uh, nobody's expected for you to change direction with these. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I think I have some perspective of, of this because I was a short term trader for yeah. such a long time. Yeah. And, you know, of course, when you're young, it seems like the thing to do and your patience isn't, isn't what it is later in life when you have more experience, but you know, there's of course tax consequences to turning over your portfolio. And not only that, you know, not only that, what I realized is when you go in and out, you have to make so many more correct decisions. When I, when I buy a stock for 10 years, I've got to make the one decision to enter and basically the decision to exit at the end. And so what I realized is it really puts uh, the game more in our favor if we don't make as many decisions. I think, you know, most decisions that are made in the market are wrong decisions. And we want to help our clients caution against that. They need your reactions in many cases. Exactly. You know, you're always going to have to fine tune the investment portfolios as time goes by because, you know, things change. But I agree with the core of what you have it should be based on the fundamentals on the approach that you take and you know you need to stick with that because it's the long term that you're looking at that's right
I'm interested in hearing more about the, the education side because uh, we both have a passion uh, for educating our clients. And I do it you know, mine in ma many different ways. But tell me how you uh, yourself and how Left Rain approach this uh, with your clients. So it's there are a number of ways that we educate clients and also broader invest, investment public. But we talked before a little bit about risk risk appetites and yeah. educating clients about what risk they can tolerate and what risk they ought to be taking based on their circumstances. So that's one. The other thing is emotional control. You know, it's very difficult, even for professionals, the way that the markets move. It can be very emotional, especially when markets fall. And you know, we always, all, we all have a plan. We want to buy lower and sell higher. Yeah. And the reality is when um, markets fall, it feels horrible. And while we intellectually understand that we need to buy at those times, when push comes to shove and it's time to do that, it feels awful and it's very hard to do. And what happens is a lot of the time, of course, clients will call in, in down market times and, and express emotions and you know, concerns, yeah. which is obviously understandable. And, but we want to help them through those moments. And, you know, the reality is, is especially with growth stocks, it's hard to buy growth stocks at a price that you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so the way I view it is when markets fall, it's actually an opportunity to actually gain exposure to the stocks you've been looking for all these years or for a long time. And, the problem is, especially with financial media, kind of drives you toward that panic side of, you know, really, you know, like you said, knee-jerk reactions yeah. when markets fall. And, you know, it really clicked for me a couple of years ago is that when you change your mind frame and you, and you realize, actually, I may be invested and, uh, you know, on paper, my wealth may have gone down over the last few weeks. It's actually a, a tremendous opportunity to add stock especially if my context is if I'm looking for 20 or 30 years down the line to retire. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just such an opportunity, to, opportunity to buy the stocks that you wanted. And again, it's so hard to do in the moment, but again, uh, it gets so much easier each time that you do it because you get that feedback the first time that you jump in and take that risk and you start to see returns coming from that. The next time the market falls, well, it gets that much easier to do it. And so that's the sort of education that we want to put out to our clients, especially in the hard times. And then finally, you know, on our investment research business, we're trying to educate as, as well. We're trying to educate professional advisors as a different way uh, to do things. And also we have some educational pieces that are just trying to explain some of the more fundamental concepts of investing. So we want to help anybody out there that's, that's trying to invest we think there's a better way than just putting into the S&P 500 index or, or FTSE or what have you. And, you know, we want to drive not only people that we work with, but others toward that, toward that method of investment. Investments or investing should be fun as well. And just following a, an index isn't necessarily fun. You might get um, obviously decent returns, but you're not learning anything. With working with uh, you or I, for example, in the wealth management space, then 
if you have a good advisor, investment advisor, or financial advisor, then you're going to learn so much along that along the way when you're working together and the, the things that you've mentioned and this is where you know we provide the support and, and you certainly do the same is when we have these world events and i've i've experienced quite a few of those over the last 30 years so it's you have the confidence that you've seen it uh, before and if people can hold their nerve and not panic they can benefit um very much from staying in the market rather than uh, coming out of the market at the wrong time because you can't make it up as we both know if you come at the wrong time but also as you said and again very few people do this but it's always wise to have some liquid cash available because these opportunities do come around they may not come around around every day but they do come around every few years and if you've got you can make uh, big returns in a relatively short space of time. You know, what's funny, Tony, is uh, at Left Brain, we've had this experience where, of course, we've been trying to educate clients for a long time. You know, my boss has been working with clients for over 20 years. Yeah. We started in 2014 in our, in our current iteration. But what we find is we get a lot less calls of, hey, this is, you know, we're feeling panicked. We want to sell. You know, after a few years working with folks, what tends to happen now is they'll call us up and say, wow, this seems like an opportunity to jump in. And then yeah. that's when you know you've really done your job of educating. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a perfect example of educating people in the right way. And it's nice when people can make their own decisions because you have shared that knowledge with them and understanding where they probably wouldn't have had that if they if they hadn't been using an advisor such as you or i so right and you i'm sure you know the most money you're going to make in the market is buying those dips it really is yeah, you know if you set out and do the math like you said if you're out of the market in those times you're going to shave off so much of your yeah. return and it's so important so important and so critical whether it be to try to jump in and, and buy in those dips or whether it be having an investment strategy where you just put the same amount of money in every month. That's another way to sort of fight against that panicking problem. And, you I'm know, averaging it. yeah, and, you know, we all know that market timing is the hardest thing to do yeah. uh, in investing. And it's sort of an ego thing, to be honest. And the sooner we get away from that ego of, hey, I want to make a great decision. I want to buy the bottom. I want to sell the top. The better off you're going to be. Investing is also a habit as well. If you can create a habit where you are investing on a regular basis. And as you say, with the pound cost averaging, it's such a stress-free way of investing as long as you're investing wisely and in the right portfolio, which again, right. with your support and my support, people are able to do that. It's fascinating in terms of, I don't know if you get it in the States, but we have lots of stats in terms of clients being better off with advice or without advice. And the emphasis I'm seeing at the moment is that Clearly, where somebody is, has taken advice from an advisor or a financial advisor or investment advisor, they are obviously, in most cases, much better off than they would if they hadn't. 
but there's there seems to be an element at the moment that costs are, are more important. My belief, I don't know if you share the same, but I'd rather pay a little bit more for advice, knowing that my money is uh, safe and secure and in the right place, certainly in the long term, rather than knowing I'm getting a lower cost investment portfolio, which may or may not perform as well. I agree. I think it's a nuanced conversation. I I understand those who are advocates of passive investing. Like we said, there are advisors that aren't providing a service commensurate with the fee that they charge. And in that case, the fee is really a drag on your wealth building. But what we do, and like we say, with our subscription service, we want to teach advisors as well. There's a better way. You know, we want to be able to charge a premium fee. And there definitely is a way to invest where you provide value and you don't feel bad about charging that fee. And that way is active active management. Expand, you've mentioned subscription service there a few times. So expand what that means for you at uh, Left Brain. Yeah, so at Left Brain, we have, of course, the wealth management business and we have some other affiliated investment businesses. And like I said before, we have, have always had a research staff in-house. So we do our own research. We don't, we don't look to sell side research from our brokers or what have you to try to make decisions. Yeah. And so, you know, we've read the quality of the Wall Street research and we know it's, it's sort of lacking, especially if you're trying to make, you know, strong decisions. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's a costly endeavor to have uh, a research staff on online. Okay. And so what we decided was, hey, we know there's other advisors out there like us. Yeah that need research yeah. that are, you know, they don't love the city group research that comes yeah. over from their broker isn't great and they need help to make decisions and, and, you know, create a more sustainable business model going into the future. And so we have the subscription service out there where what we do is we put out the exact research that we, that we use in house to make all the investment decisions that's now available to the public in a subscription service. And that's uh, at leftbrainir.com. And, you know, that's, it's targeted toward advisors, but it's also appropriate for, you know, there are those high net worth people out there that are doing their own thing. It's appropriate for those folks as well, because you got to have some basis again, to make these active decisions rather than just saying what, what was, what was said on CNBC, that's, that's not enough. I think it's a great approach to be able to uh, serve a number of different communities, really. So you've got, you're supporting other advisors, uh, you're, you're supporting self-investors effectively. And also you, you are using that research yourself to create uh, these portfolios and wealth for your own clients. That's right. We're coming towards the end. So there's one question I always like to ask uh, all of my guests. I think it's probably even more appropriate for you because we are both in the same or in a similar space. So the question I always ask is, what does wealth mean to you? Sure. You know, I have my own individual understanding of wealth, but I think it's more important to talk about it sort of in the context of our experience at Left Brain. And you know, we have, of course, some high net worth individuals, but we also have some more everyday clients as well. Yeah. And, you know, for me, wealth building is all about achieving goals. And, you know, a lot of people come to us and they're just looking for a retirement and dignity. And of course, that's what we want to provide them as a baseline. Yeah. 
But what's so exciting about kind of the way we approach investments and, and how things play out is sometimes the goals change over time once they realize, hey, the investment return uh, is changing the math on how, how I can retire. Yeah. And for me, that's the most exciting part of this, part of this business and part of our, our firm in, in general is, you know, people doing things they never imagined in life, you know, being able to provide education for grandchildren or yeah. uh, leave something behind yeah. uh, where they never thought that was ever possible. And, you know, one of the things I, I always talk about with people with growth investing is a lot of the mistakes people make in growth investing is selling too early because it's a failure of imagination uh, of what can really, uh, really play out. Yeah. If a business case plays out the way that you thought. And so I like to talk about that as well as, is imagining the possibilities of what you can do with your wealth if you can just gain that incremental return. And so that's what we do every day at Left Brain. We're really focused on, you know, taking folks that, you know, may have apprehension about what, what may come in the future and doing away with that, taking away the anxiety and then helping them achieve dreams they never thought possible. So that's how I really look at wealth. Uh, what do you, you ended on a great note there because again, I'm a retirement specialist. So there's nothing, there's no better feeling for me as an advisor to see uh, the look on somebody's face when they uh, realize that they can achieve the life that they want in retirement and often far earlier than they ever dreamed possible. And I think that's, for me, that's the reason why I do what I do. It's the main reason for me. Absolutely. You know, there are a lot of, a lot of professions you can do to change people's lives. This is one of them. And we really appreciate the opportunity that our, our clients give us to help them achieve those goals and dreams. And like you said, uh, there's no better feeling than, than taking someone from that journey of, of anxiety of yeah. what, what retirement might look like and then taking them to that level of security. I mean, that's what Left Brain's all about. Yeah, I think we're both uh, very privileged to have people that trust us to help them do this. Yes, sir. Brian, if people or anybody wants to work with you at Left Brain, how do they get in touch with you? Which, what's the best uh, mediums to get in touch with you? So there are a few. You can find us, first of all, the wealth management business. If, if you're looking for an advisor to work with to help yep. you achieve your financial goals, uh, you can find us at leftbrainwm.com. Okay. And then, of course, if you're looking for that subscription research, yep. uh, leftbrainir.com. Okay. And then finally, I'd like, to, I'd like to send this out to anyone I talk to as folks that listen and, and want to get to know more about what I have to offer. Feel free to, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Brian Dress. And I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. I love talking about investing and, and retirement goals and uh, willing to put myself open on that platform as well. All right, that's great. I will put these links up on the show notes. So anybody who's uh, then uh, going to listen in, they can pick up these, show, these links uh, to you as well. So Brian, it's been a pleasure to speak to you today. I've really enjoyed it. And I'm sure my listeners will as well. So thank you so much and I wish you well in everything that you do. Thank you, Tony. Back, same back to you. And it's been a pleasure being with you and both, 
both you and your audience. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk, or my YouTube channel, TTWealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how? You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.